This week on Fit for Purpose, I'm talking to Simon Boss. Simon grew up in a small town in Cornwall and was advised not to study law by one of his teachers. But that only spurred him on, and he's now the chief executive of Shoesmiths, a national law firm. Simon believes you've got to give back to communities and make sure that there's a ladder there for others to climb. So in this podcast, we look at some of the work Shoesmiths is doing to make that a reality. Okay, Simon Boss, so you're head of Shoesmiths now. You joined, I think I'm writing saying in 2005. Did you think that, you know, all those years later, that it would be a law practice you were running? That's an easy one. Uh, uh, Absolutely not. No, at all. Uh, Not at all. Um, Coming in 2005, uh, I joined what was then a a large regional practice that was ambitious. Um, I was a bit different, had a fantastic value set um, and was very clearly focused around its people, all things that attracted to me, but also gave gave a platform for opportunity um, uh, for me and for the team that joined with me um, at that stage. Um, so an opportunity to come in and express yourself, an opportunity to come and grow a business, an opportunity to come in, and a phrase I, I overuse, but just be yourself and get, get on and do it. It was, it was like a breath of fresh air um, coming into that environment to, um, to, to get on and, and do it. So I joined the Birmingham office, which at that time had about 20 people in it. Um, uh, and a very clear growth agenda. So also, you know, the support of the business to actually go on and um, take take the business forward and see where we could take it. Well, Birmingham, um, I'll give it a toot here. Um, uh, it's now the largest commercial office in 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 the in the in in the firm. Uh, and uh, you know, that I think um, was absolutely not down to me. A lot of people can take, I think, a lot of pride in terms of seeing how Birmingham has grown and developed. Um, but interestingly, I mean, that's replicated across our, across our network. It's not a unique thing in terms of one location. Um, it was my particular journey joining and helping that, that office grow, but that's what we've replicated up and down the country and, and continue to do so today. So long may that continue. And how long have you been in law by the time you joined Shoesmiths? I mean, where did that journey begin? Was, was law okay. something that you'd always had in mind to do? Um, well, it's not in the blood, I think it's fair to say. and It's not in the family. Um, if I go back all the way to the start, uh, uh, it risks a long answer, so I won't give you the whole, the whole history, but um, uh, I grew up in West Cornwall uh, in a small family business running a, a hotel, um, which was a fantastic place to grow up um, uh, and be a kid, but not a fantastic place if you wanted to um, explore a big city or a you know, large commercial organization to work in. Um, frankly, uh, 17 or 18, I had no idea what I wanted to do with life. Um, so I chose a degree that I thought would give me um, uh, a good uh, background, a good opportunity to see where it, where it um, uh, took me. I, I decided I wanted to do law. I was advised against it. Um, uh, you advise you not to do law, Simon? Uh, a, a teacher I very much, I won't give you the name, but a teacher at, uh, at school who I actually respected, interestingly, um, and was a fantastic teacher, but um, uh, suggested it probably wasn't the best, um, the best career for me and I would struggle to get into university um, as a starter. Um, he wasn't wrong. I did struggle to get into university. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, there's nothing like um, someone telling you not to do something that sometimes makes you want to try a little bit harder. And I think that was the that was the case there. Um, unfortunately, he's no longer with us. So I don't know whether he actually read me well and, and, and said that on purpose to, to uh, prompt me to, uh, to go for it or whether it uh, was something else. But uh, um, choosing university was easy because I only got one offer, which was Birmingham University. And that's, that's, the, that's <laughs> the link to, um, 
linked to Birmingham. Um, so I, yeah, I started the started degree, degree, um, finished the degree, um, and thought I will continue with law until I find something better to do. Um, I haven't yet found something better to do. Um, uh, it it uh, has taken me from one step to another, and each each has been good and interesting, and has uh, has provided you know pl plenty of challenge along the way. And so then mid-career, you know, you match up with Shoesmiths, which is a firm in a sense that you fit with because opportunity has always been a big part of your life. Um, you then grow the office and create more opportunities for different people. But I think it's interesting you talked about values at the beginning of this. When would you say for Shoesmiths and, and your sense running Shoesmiths that you really first got interested in this issue of a business having a purpose so maybe it being more than just values but a real purpose and something it could achieve i think it was in me all the way along but i think there's a difference between it being in you and a realization that it's something in its own right um the, the first firm i worked with as a trainee or i should say article clerk because uh, the terminology was slightly different when i started i think you did ask me how long i've been in law i've managed to dodge that question didn't i <laughs> um, uh, going to politics yeah the, the answer was 1986 um uh, uh i started my um articles with a firm called edge and ellison um in birmingham and that was a firm that was um, ambitious it was looking to to grow to match some of the biggest firms um in and around birmingham at that time um it had some fantastic leadership within it but also um it was very people focused um, doing things slightly differently, but very people focused. And I, I really connected with that for the first sort of 14, 15 years of my, my career. So coming into Shoesmiths, um, it, just connect, it just connected, it clicked. And, uh, and actually coming into a firm where it, uh, it felt so strong, it was um, almost irresistible to me in terms of actually matching my own personal um, perspective on, on life. I think the realization um, as to sort of broader purpose um, uh, and how the values sort of sit on, under that um, has came much later to be honest, I think um, looking at it from a more um, business-wide perspective and, and actually how important the, that emotional um, connection is with what you do, um, uh, I guess has come in the last, uh, if I'm honest, five or so years, um, certainly in my, my previous role and, and absolutely definitely in, in this. Um, but, but it sort of begs the question um, as to why. why. Why do people want to get up uh, in the morning and go to do um, the tasks they do? Um, uh, and of course, there are many answers for that. But but if it's if it's only about money, then actually um, uh, that's not good enough. Um, uh, we all need um, to, to to pay the bills. But actually, that's not emotional engagement. The emotional engagement is what what you get out. And I think um, uh, I, I watched a program on television a few years ago, two three years ago, um, which was based on the um, Birmingham Children's Hospital. Mm -hmm. And I remember one particular um, scene was. Um, uh, a man working uh, in the hospital in a room which seemed to have little natural light, but he was fashioning um, uh, blood vessels for um, children's um, uh, heart replacement surgery um, uh, out of, I think, pigs' um, hearts. Um, but that's all he did, and he'd done it for, I forget now, 18 or 20 years, but, but actually um, highly technical, highly, highly skilled, but, but just doing one thing um, over an extended period of time. But, but he said, you know, I'm saving people's lives. That's, that's my role. I come in and every day I save people's lives. And I think that, that in a way was a bit of a dawning moment just watching that program saying, oh, there's a guy who completely gets what he's doing. It's, it's mm. not about the technical stuff. It's about the impact that he's having. And he's completely bought into that. And is, um, so, what, so far as I could see, uh, you know, satisfied, utterly satisfied that he was playing his part in some really difficult surgery that was going on a few floors um, upstairs, I guess, in that hospital. Um, it's little moments like that that actually bring it 
bring it to the fore for me in terms of how important it is that we all um, need to think about and understand the impact that we can have individually and collectively through what we do and actually understanding that that can be for the good for the good of us and for the good of the society and, and the locations that we're in I think that's much more powerful than coming in and just doing a day job. I think what interested me about what Shoesmiths were doing was it wasn't just about creating more opportunities within the company actually what you've done is started to look at this wider impact and of course your your offices are in in some very different places aren't they with that i guess very different community challenges yeah absolutely um we're at 13 locations across the uk um some city locate some city center locations some some not um uh and yeah there's a lot of difference between being based in london and, and being based uh in northampton and being based in Belfast or, or Birmingham, they, they all have um, their own culture um, uh, to an extent, their own their own history, of course, but but also their own things going on around them, as you'd naturally expect. So, you know, for, for our our business generally, um, it, it's about a national spread, but it's also about being local and connecting the two, mm -hmm. um, and that's really important. It's not a one size fits fits all, and I think that plays out really well in the um, in the work we can do around social mobility, and certainly in terms of purpose through that. Um, because there are different challenges in different different places, and we, we we know that from the work that we've 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 done with you and your team, Justine. Um, and do you find that almost the challenge on reaching out to find those budding lawyers, that like you were, you know, all those years ago, it's different in the different offices, isn't it? Because actually, you're trying to overcome slightly different barriers in these very different communities. The questions we get asked are really quite different than than even ten years ago um, in terms mm -hmm. of. Um, and I wouldn't limit it to just young lawyers. We, we do have a lot of lawyers in the business, but equally have a lot of other people with a lot of other skill sets that make it all happen. It is the whole team. Um, but whether you look at the lawyers or, or indeed non-lawyers, non, non, non the questions we get asked are really quite, quite different. It's much more around what we're doing as an organization. You know, Pre-COVID, pre um, you know, there was um, very little question. If you look at the young lawyers, if, if you look at the lawyers coming in, the trainees, of course, they want to know a little bit about their training, but actually much of that is, is, is published anyway, and they can understand it. They, they know pretty much what they're going to get paid. All of those sort of important but core questions are, are understood. They're much more interested about what type of organization they're joining. Um, what's it like to be there? What's it going to feel like to be in this organization? What are other people like? And indeed, what do you do as an organization? And that doesn't mean law in this case. It means where are you on climate change? You know, how do you see it? What, what are you doing about climate change? Because isn't that a, you know, a, a, a global threat that's just, just coming down the track? And I, I sort of maybe want to be on an organization that's doing something around that. What are you doing in your communities? Because actually that's in, important um, to us. What are you doing in terms of the different types of um, background, be it ethnic, be it gender, whatever, whatever it is, all of these sort of questions um, come out and they're, they're the really important questions. Yeah, um, and they're basically saying, look, these are my priorities where do you stand on them if you're a company i'm interested in working with and do, do, do your priorities match up with mine i guess that's what they're trying to find uh, out absolutely which gets you back to that um emotional engagement i want to work in an organization that actually i connect with and that i'm going to feel proud of working in and that i'm going to do great work and yes it's going to support me to achieve my own ambitions um uh, and enable me to go on and have, have a great career in whatever it is law or uh, whether it's uh, in our IT department, whether it's in our HR, you know, whatever the whatever the team is, um, that I'm going to come in and I'm really going to be able to progress with the organisation, but feeling proud that this organisation actually stands for something. I think that's that's fundamental. And I think what really struck me when I was up in the Manchester office was I remember one of your team saying, 
that Shoesmiths was full of all these very different people. But what they really liked about it was that they could stay different. So it wasn't like they came into the company and then almost got moulded, um, as can so often happen, into being a particular kind of lawyer or, or, as you say, support staff. They really felt they could stay themselves, which I thought was really powerful. Um, but I guess the, the other reason it really matters if you're a law firm is they're your asset. I mean, people are it. And you know, if you have great people who can do fresh thinking and come up with great solutions, that is the business. There's, there's not a lot else going on, I guess. So, so people is where the whole strategy is anyway, presumably, Simon. Uh, people are clients, but clients are people as well. Um, but, 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 but yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we all know the more diversity you have, actually the richer the organization is because the greater the, 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 the range of ideas, the greater the, the challenge and the sort of the, be the better answers you'll come up to whatever it is you're, try you're trying to do. Um, uh, and I guess it's, it's, it's really important you don't squeeze that out inadvertently. I'm sure no one does it deliberately, but inadvertently by creating some sort of corporate culture or identity um, that people start to conform to. Um, so trying to, trying to retain that, authenticity i think is really really important and then people just having absolute license to to be them to be themselves to, to get on and be professional i'm not uh, you know advocating anything um inappropriate here but just just simply to be normal natural and to get on and do what you've got to do as best as you possibly can and achieve what you want to achieve i mean it's not a complicated formula um uh, <laughs> uh it just seems common sense to me why why would you try and do do something else i mean you know in my experience justine i think um 99 times out of 100 or more if you trust someone they pay you back in spades and i'm not saying that's a manipulative way it just just actually allow mm. people to, to go and do what they've got to do and they'll get on and do it occasionally they've already got work. the answers you just need to put them in a position to yeah. be able to exercise and develop some judgment and and make some calls and and almost have a forgiving culture where fine if they get it wrong every once in a while that's part of how you learn and develop anyway well, we've all made mistakes. I've made um, plenty, um, but it's having the framework around, around that to um, allow people to feel um, secure and supported. Um, it is a learning environment. Yes, there are some safety nets and safety nets and checks to make sure things don't go awry. But but if you've if you've got the right structures in place, you know, let people get on and flourish. Why not? Indeed, and of course, I think the, the other really interesting thing that struck me with Shoesmiths was. It had been innovative on what you had done within the organization. But of course, you were the business we spoke to through the Social Mobility Pledge that was deciding to challenge itself further and had originally come to us really to talk about how we could help work with you to pull together an action plan. And it was really the first one that we'd looked at with any business, which was fantastic. And we really innovated, I think it's fair to say. But Tell us from your perspective about how that thought process went about being a business that was already very active about social mobility and, and diversity, but thought you could do more. Yeah. Um, well, for me, coming into this role uh, 18 months ago, um, it was all, for me, it's about actions. It's not about words. And I'd, I'd felt that uh, whilst organizations generally were moving on and increasingly engaging in this sort of space, um, it was sort of almost too easy to come up with some strap lines, um, uh, put something on your website, um, uh, tick a few boxes and think, think you'd sort of done it. 
um, uh, and I wanted to push it a little bit harder. And, and um, mm. yes, you need you need to communicate. Absolutely, you do. But actually, the best communication is is, is actually getting getting your sleeves rolled up and getting on and, and doing some stuff um, and, and sharing that, and then taking other people with you, getting that engagement internally and externally. People wanting to sort of work with you on it um, or even copy you. I don't know. But um, so that for me was the start. It's not it's it, it's not about the words. It's actually get, getting on and doing doing something about it. Um, we'd invested in in um, uh, our teams um, that are helping us do this internally so I wasn't on my own um, quite the opposite <laughs> I was getting sort of nudged on one or two occasions to um, to go left or right or do a bit more but but, but that's that's fine because uh, you know equally we've encouraged ourselves so um, uh, yeah so I mean I guess that that, that was the start um, what we didn't necessarily have was um, uh, I guess the sort of the, the the perspective um, that the organisation, the, the pledge that you've you've set up and that run um, have, and, and I guess that sort of bigger picture stuff, we thought we could engage with you and and, and learn from, um, and I guess out of that sort of those two bits coming together, we've developed the plan. Um, uh, um, we're now looking for to roll it out, um, obviously over the next next few months and really really push it on. Which is really exciting, and I think will really bring alive almost those next steps, next actions that Shoesmiths is going to be taking. And I think in doing so, genuinely will be your business saying, this is our contribution to the levelling up agenda. This is where we fit in. And I think that's a really powerful thing for any business to be setting out. Absolutely. And levelling up uh, is is the phrase of the moment, isn't it? I, I guess. And it means a whole variety of things. But for me, coming back to the people agenda, um, it's still fundamentally wrong that a society like ours, as, as rich as ours, um, has diversity so wrong in, in, in some ways that, that, that actually either through um, resource, uh, place of birth, influence around you, um, uh, that not just that you might be held back, you probably will, or there's a risk of that, but actually just conceptually, um, you may not even realize you've got the talent you've got or, or where that might take you. And I think, um, uh, we as a society have, have, have got to do a whole lot more than we are doing in terms of that, that leveling up. Coronavirus only makes that um, uh, more of an imperative, um, in my view, not less, because um, access to um, some of the things that can help help you in those situations, I think, get, get more difficult when times are hard. Um, the mere fact that we're talking like this, Justine, highlights one aspect, which is um, technology. Um, if you're from a background where the technology isn't right or the support around you isn't right, um, how on earth are you going to progress in terms of, I don't know, online interviewing? Um, uh, you know, there's, and that's just one, one example. There must, must be many, many examples um, uh, of actually how the changing environment we've got at the moment is throwing up new challenges and therefore potentially new barriers for people actually um, achieving their potential. So I think there's lots, lots to do. There's almost three, three parts of it, I think, really. You have this existing opportunity gap, which is why we were working on a Shoesmiths action plan. COVID makes the problem bigger and the gaps wider, but then also makes them more urgent as well, because we know that the economy ahead looks like it will be massively challenging. Yep. But then I think the third piece of it is that there are opportunities. So when we looked at the wider Manchester area that your office is part of, one of the barriers for people being able to get into shoesmiths, have a career in law, is a really straightforward one. It's they can't afford to live locally. Of course, if we're now in a world where 
it's almost a blended working environment, spend some of the time in the office, but maybe a lot more time at home, then maybe getting a role in a Manchester office becomes viable. But as you say, I think in the same way that we've focused a lot on the home learning environment for children out of school, actually we need to recognise that that digital divide then has an impact on people's ability to work effectively. And if you're training to be a lawyer, then actually living in overcrowded um, flat or whatever, that becomes a real issue in a way that it might not have been before. So I think it throws up all of these challenges, but also there are some definite opportunities. And, and what we wanted to try and do through the work on the Social Mobility Pledge was confront both of them, really, and try and make sure that the, the upside there, this new normal that people are talking about that they want to find is, is one that can be part of a more levelled up version of Britain going forward. I think, I think from my perspective, that's the real prize that's out there. But I know that for Shoesmiths, you know, you were active during the COVID crisis itself and got, you know, very involved beyond your own organisation. Tell us a little bit about what Shoesmiths did during, during the lockdown to help. Yeah. Um, well, firstly, uh, our response to, to the COVID situation was, was people first. Um, and I'm sure it was in um, most organisations. But uh, um, just looking after our own people, ensuring that as best, best we can, they were safe um uh, and able to continue to work and look after our clients so 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 that was uh, that was the start the the second from that was was on the client side um uh, we're not much of a law firm if we haven't got any clients so um uh, ensuring that uh, uh, we're there for our clients is is an obvious thing but but uh, i think what we realized very very quickly was um the world was changing incredibly fast at that point um in a way that no one could really understand and indeed we're still trying to work out now and that wasn't just us. Every client we spoke to um, uh, was sitting at home, separate from their teams, um, trying to work out what on earth was 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 going on. So actually, just um, and I think there's there's more than a business perspective here. I think we just tried to reach out as people to people, mm -hmm. um, uh, have conversations, um, uh, and listen to what was going on in their worlds. Um, share what was going on in ours. We, we, we often found there were some similarities, um, in fact, a lot of similarities, and that in itself, even though no one knew quite what was going on, was helpful. So I think there's a, uh, as well as a sort of a, a human piece, there's almost a well-being piece there on both sides, actually, sharing, sharing, um, uh, sharing what was going on. Um, so uh, that, was, that was key, and I think where, where we get to now is actually looking at really pushing on, on, the, on, on our um, reach out into our communities, and I think that's the next piece for us now, having dealt with the early phases of COVID in terms of business operation. Um, uh, you, you know, we, we shifted to shutting our offices and working uh, remotely from home within days um, with minimal, if any, interruption. I've certainly not had any um, instance of any client coming to me to say there, is a, there was an issue. Um, uh, so having got that um, part sorted out, actually looking at moving, moving, moving back to where we were pre-middle of March, um, and picking up some some of the items that uh, you and I've been talking about for a while and really pushing them on. So so that's that's where we sit right now. And if you had to say what social mobility means to Shoesmiths, how would you describe that? Oh, it's 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 quite simple, really. Um, it, it's whatever your start in life that actually you can achieve your ambition, and that if that means you need some some help around you to realise what that ambition actually is. Because I think that's also an issue. You know, I could never be a lawyer because 
no one in my family's ever been a lawyer. I've never met a lawyer. Um, I can't, you know, it's also, I think opening people's minds to potential and then helping them realize it. My, my reference to you could be a lawyer. Well, that's right. But why not come and work for Shoesmiths in our IT department? Why not come and work for Shoesmiths um, in our HR department or our business development department? There are so many skill sets in a, in a large organization, in spite of what it might appear to say over the door when it says a word like solicitors in, in, in our case. Um, opening people's minds to what they could potentially do and then, and then really helping them do it. Open, opening those doors um, and getting, getting people to, to find the way. Uh, almost a way to, to encourage people to set their ambitions high. Um, and there's, there's no harm in setting, setting high and reaching for it because actually quite often you realize that you can actually achieve more than you perhaps thought you could. Um, you can find those ambitions um, uh, and realize them. Or frankly, even if you come up a little bit short, you've probably still traveled a huge way from where you might have been if actually you played it a bit safe or just, just hadn't had your mind open to where you could potentially go. So it's about that, that realization um, uh, of, of potential. And I guess as part of that, that authenticity piece, you have to be yourself uh, and, it's, and, and uh, you know, cherish whatever you're starting in life, cherish your background um, uh, and, and that has an absolute value as well. So it's not about changing people, it's about actually bringing them on and, and, and uh, opening up that potential without, without creating that sort of corporate animal we were talking about earlier. That's not mm -hmm. what it's about. Um, it's about coming and being yourself and that authenticity piece coming through. And if you were giving some advice to that younger Simon back in Cornwall, knowing what you know now, what would, you, what would your advice to younger Simon be, do you think? Um, uh, one would be, uh, be prepared to ask for help. Um, never be either too proud or too scared to ask for help. Um, uh, because actually when you do, uh, I, I've learned in life that people will absolutely help you. And I think early in life, I don't think I realized that. And in fact, there was a, either a fear or, a um, a concern that you might not look like you knew what you were doing as it were or but so reach out and ask for help would, would definitely be one and I think you know the whole coronavirus situation has shown us that actually how much we can help each other um, you look at the way the country has rallied around um, the support for the NHS the care sector and so on um, uh, it, it is within us all um, uh, I believe so that would be one thing um, I, I think the other would, would be don't don't hold back on your ambitions you know be, be prepared to set that bar high and have a go for it because um, uh, you never know you might you, you might get there in fact if you set it high and you set your heart to it you probably probably will so that that would be another and then probably just third to finish would be um, to take people with you to give back um, and that can be done in so many ways so to share your knowledge even even as a young lawyer you know there's there's stuff you can share so to take people with you um, uh, and to enjoy that actually to enjoy watching others around you do well um, uh, and develop uh, and achieve what they want to, to achieve. I think that's brilliant advice. Um, well, congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far. I'm really looking forward to getting our action plan launched. And I think it's fantastic that companies like Shoesmiths are prepared to be part of that leveling up agenda and genuinely set out what you're going to be contributing to it. Um, but it's been a pleasure to be able to talk to you today simon no well, thank um, you thank you for, thank you thank so you for listening much to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it's been fascinating thank you very much so that was simon i think he's spot on to say that we all chip in and help others when they need it so when you feel like you're struggling or you need a hand you shouldn't be ashamed to ask because the chances are you'll get the help you need thanks for listening to this podcast 
And it really helps us if you can rate the podcast and share the podcast and subscribe so you can tune in to the next Fit for Purpose podcast.